I love a beautiful lawn. You love a beautiful lawn. Everybody loves a beautiful lawn, but they don't love how long it takes and how difficult it can be. And that is where True Green comes into play because it's the easiest and most affordable way to get that beautiful lawn. Let's be real. You've got plenty of other things to do in your free time than focus on your lawn care. So let True Green take care of all of that hard work while you get to do everything else that you want to do like go play golf. Here's what you need to do. Visit truegreen.com. Okay. It allows you to do you let them do the lawn care. And if you visit truegreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, that is all guaranteed. You can trust true green to give you the best lawn because they are the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA tour. They offer a satisfaction guarantee and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. It's truegreen.com. Get started now. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's Players' Championship. It's storylines. It's best bets. It's the most infamous one and done on the internet. Joining me to break it all down, Patrick McDonald is here. Patrick, hello. Gentlemen, what's going on? Uh, This has been my favorite tournament ever since... Uh, I met the Chainsmokers in college in 2014 in the quad. (laughs) And ever since, this is the one I marked the calendar for. Fair. Not going to get any arguments here. Mark Immelman is uh, not there, not here. I guess actually you are there, right? Because that's that's where everything goes down. Hello, Mark. Yeah, hello, boys. I'm there. I'm actually in the PGA Tour headquarters uh, production studios because early this afternoon we did a uh, – Players champion on the range at the Players Championship, where we was analyzing some golf swings and still looking through some players' form and stuff like that. So yeah, this is what well, all the magic happens over here. It's in behind me. It's just like white walls and stuff. So so I'm here. I'll be on site tomorrow for uh, for a pregame show. So looking forward to it. And, and two favorite events. The first time I came, I was like meh, but every time I've come back, it just gets better and better and better. Really, the the first time I saw this golf course, I was like not so much. But the more I've got to experience it, the more I've realized what a gem it is. This place is incredible. All right. Looking forward to it. Kyle Porter is here holding his microphone. Hello, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, tough scene over here, but uh, fun week. It's been already just uh, – there's been so much that's happened. It's, I, I keep thinking it's Wednesday and that the tournament's tomorrow. we still got another day and then Thursday, and uh, it, it's one of the most fun weeks of the year. It's just a blast to cover, even from afar, and I uh, can't wait for the golf to start. Have we confirmed that uh, Gold Boy has been retired? Uh, that's the word. I hope. I hope not. I I put this out there earlier in the week. 
the tour won't do this, but what they should do is just lean into to Gold Boy and just put him everywhere. I mean, m- like maybe have him hand Scotty Sheffer the trophy on Sunday. Uh, just the whole the whole deal. They should just lean into the absurdity of it. It would it would be a hit. It would be amazing. That was the best part of last year's tournament. So Scotty would have to stand there and just like hold his hold his hands out <laughs> on the green while yes. a digital. They, just, they hold a green screen next to Scotty and they just hand him the. While a digital so somebody hands boy. him the trophy from behind the green yeah. screen. Uh, what is that word? So, so the the trophy, the players' championship trophy, Mark. It is uh, what's the word? Amalgamation. What? How do you say Amalgam- that? Amalgamation. Amalgamation of all of thirty nine past champions. One unique aspect for all of them. Very normal. Uh, yeah, but it's, yeah, but it's in their face. It's all in the face oh. structure. Yeah, the, I thought, the rest- I thought, okay. it's like this big. Yeah, the, the the rest of it is just it's it's a build of what the PGA Tour swinging man is, and and I don't know this for sure, but I've heard from various folks who know more than me that the swinging man is actually a, uh, a somewhat replica of Tom Weiskopf in his follow through. Now again, don't quote me on this. This is what I've heard, but yeah, the 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 amalgamation is is just elements in the swinging man, the gold boy, whatever you want to call him, space. <laughs> We need to uh, no. We're the gold boy is something different, Mark. We're talking about the digital rendering oh, of, uh, oh, yeah. of of the swinging trophy, but uh, they need to they need to change the logo. How about that? We've got all this new stuff. We've got all these new tournaments, designated events, a billion dollars, all this stuff. Change the logo to to Tiger's follow through. That's your new I logo. Love, and I love the logo. I think that's cool. It's I fine, was, but new I era. I've been this thing my whole life, and I finally I'm finally here. Now you want to change it. It's a new era. Make Tiger the logo like Jerry West is in the NBA. That was my trivia I, question. I think it'd be cool. Jerry West is the NBA logo. Who's the Major League Baseball logo? Mm, Cameron Young. Al- Albert Bell. Cameron, <laughs> no. Cameron Young. No. I, I'll give you a hint. It's been around since 1969, so it can't be anybody after that. Tris Speaker. No. Harmon uh, Killebrew. Oh, okay. It's a fake name. Great, no. great trivia there, Rick. Thank you. Um, all right, gents, let's jump into this. How quickly the stars have fallen. John Rahm has three <laughs> bad days, and he is no longer the favorite. Patrick, we'll start here with you. Rahm loses a ton of strokes off the tee last week. Did not play well Friday. Did not play well Saturday. Did not play well Sunday. Level of concern. Let's get a temperature check on John Rahm. Well, I think he shot even on Sunday. I think someone even asked him in his presser today. Was yeah, like, yeah, he, he was, played poorly. He was upset about that. Yeah, he's like, what the heck, dude? Like, it's a tough someone said, John, you lost strokes to the field. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we kind of touched on it last week that his off-the-tee numbers weren't really that great on the West Coast relative to the John Rahm we know who's gaining over a stroke off the tee per round, it seems. And it really came to fruition there on Friday with the left miss. Uh, in particular on six, he, he had a couple in there. Uh, and so he, he got, he got exposed really. And you look at his numbers since the beginning of the year, he's 132nd in this field and left driving avoidance. So TPC Sawgrass, I think data golf had an article about this last year is one of the most penal golf courses for missing left. Yep. Uh, and so John Rom, that's kind of been his issue so far. And it, it came to light last week and, you combine that with his his putting stretch, that's ridiculous. I mean, he's like double what Lucas Herbert was all last season, like gaining over a stroke per round. So 
you would think eventually the putting starts to regress and then you add in this trouble off the tee. And I, I, I don't really love his chances this week. Uh, it is easy that, or it, it is funny that we just go, Oh, something's wrong with him after he just went on a tear and we were all comparing him to tiger woods. Some would even upgrade him uh, compared to tiger woods, someone in this uh, broadcast in this podcast. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't really, uh, I don't love his chances this week to tell you the truth. Hey, um, Along those lines, you talk about the golf course, Patrick. The way John Rahm plays it, I mean, in terms of that drive, I agree with you. The left miss is real. And, and Rick and I talked about it Friday night after the meltdown. Yeah. And I, the point I made was like, you know, it's concerning because as far as I can recall, I've never seen Rahm ever stretch a holes like that, like ever, not even in college. And then he does it another day on Saturday. And then, then you start to question because ordinarily he can bounce back from this stuff. And the left miss was there, but it wasn't like – he was going to turn that into a disaster, but there were just more and more paper cuts happening and not necessarily hemorrhages. Now to this course, you're right. You have hemorrhages on either side of the fairway, but the way he plays it, I figure he'll only go with like maybe five, six at best drivers on, on the 14 driving holes because everyone plays to areas. Now one, he can get away with three metal two. He's likely going with three wood three. He's not hitting uh, four. He's not hitting driver five. He will, but he doesn't have to. He can hit to the top of the hill there and have like seven iron after three wood. Uh, six, he doesn't have to. Seven, he can get by, but he will. Um, eight's a par three. Nine, you can get by. There's a new tee on nine um, that's moved over to the right. So you're kind of hugging the water instead of going towards it. And a lot of players go with less than driver there. Ten, he's not going to drive. Eleven, he will. So uh, 14, he, he can as well. So there won't be many drivers. But that all being said, still, we had him on the range this afternoon. And he was still going to this draw. Because he had this left starting fade going on, and then he was aiming this thing more and more left, and then that turned into a straight pull. But then we got word that he had been trying to work on a draw in preparation for the Masters. And when we had footage of him this afternoon, I still saw him going to it. So now if he's going to draw balls, he's going to have to start aiming them right, because there's a few holes where there's some disaster down the left-hand side. And one of them might be the hole he needs to make four on if he wants to win the players on Sunday afternoon. So it's a curious case right now. And once again, like I was Friday night, Rick, I, I, I can't put a finger on it. it. It's really confusing to me. Yeah, we actually uh, going back further than that, Mark. It was it was Sunday. I think it was Sunday night at Phoenix or Saturday night at Phoenix. We had we had a similar uh, conversation about his driving and how he was just aiming more and more left and trying to figure everything out. So this has been going on uh, for a handful of starts now. KP, uh, no longer the favorite, believe it or not. That that honor goes to Rory McIlroy. He got beat last week by basically as many guys as beat him in total going back to the BMW Championship. So just so uh, I don't think there's much reason for a, a lot of concern, but jarring when a, a, a great run of golf comes to an end like it did for John Rahm. Yeah, his last finish outside the top 10 of a tournament worldwide was before the NFL season, oh, which boy. is just like... By the way, if you I, don't follow the NFL, the Super Bowl is over. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. He went... He went. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Rick. <laughs> he won a full NFL season without finishing outside the top 10, which is just... It, it's absurd. I, I, I'm conflicted here because I think we do overreact to top players single rounds or three rounds in this case. Um, but I also agree with Patrick that the driving has been a little dicey for a while now. And you don't want to go to TPC Sawgrass where there's water everywhere 
with a dicey driver. <laughs> and so I, I've got him in some of my bets later on, so I'll get to that later. But um, yeah, I, 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 I'm just, I'm very conflicted about where he's at. I, I think it's really interesting that we go into the players' championship with clearly the best player in the world having question marks. Like, like it, it's, it's weird with how good he's been so far this year. And we're like, I don't know, man. Like, we'll see, we'll see what he does. And you're like, well, he's been unbelievable for two straight months. But I think it's fair. I think those are fair questions, especially off the tee. There is not a defending champion this week. Camp Smith uh, will tee it up. It live. Where are they going next? Tucson. 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 Uh, in a couple of weeks, but we've got the leaderboard from last year. And Patrick, it kind of looks a little bit like a live event. Look at this. First place, no defending champion. Cam Smith, he gone. Second place, runner up, no honor bond Lahiri. Goodbye. Paul Casey finishing third. Uh, that's the full on podium heading to live. Obviously, we're going to get. Uh, three different golfers in the top three this year, but it's just been one year, and that's that's your shakeup. Yeah, and then you add in HV3 there. DJ finished T9. I think he tied the course record on Monday. Was it a Monday, Tuesday finish? I, I, I forget. Uh, but yeah, last year as a whole was just bizarre. Uh, with the weather, obviously, we thought one wave would play easier. It actually played harder with all the tee time delays and whatnot. And then you factor in, Paul Casey, he, he found a pitch mark in the 16th fairway, I remember. Mm. Yes. One of the worst breaks ever. It was One a horrible break, break and that was like the last time we ever saw him because then he like he had the WD from match play, mm -hmm. never really played again, and then went to live. Like the last Paul Casey moment was him getting screwed on late at the Players' Championship. Yeah, absolutely boned. Uh, Lahiri was in the picnic tables on, I think, eight, the par three. Cam Smith tried to give it away. He obviously had that Hell wet yeah. shot on 17, but oh, on 18, he hit a second into the water, had to get up and down for bogey to win the tournament over Lahiri. So it, it was just a bizarre players championship, but they all kind of are in their own way. Uh, you think about the year before with JT Bryson topping it off the tee on Westy in Westy raising the, the roof group. on 17. So just, you know, if this is your first instance in the, with the Players' Championship, you just got into golf, expect a lot of weird stuff to happen. Westy went from raising the roof on 17 to popping me on Twitter on in two years' time at the, during, during Players' Week. Yeah, it, this is interesting, Rick, because it's not just this year, right, with Cam Smith, Lahiri, Paul Casey, Harold Varner, T6. We got DJ, I think, T9. It was also the year before. If you look at that board, I don't, I don't know if we have that from producer Josh. I gave him about 10 seconds to get it. So yeah. it'd be elite producing if he had it. But the year before, it was Bryson, like Patrick mentioned. It was Westy. It was Jason Kokrak. It was Charles Howe III. It, it almost made me, I was looking at, uh, there you go. Sir, what's that? Yeah, what's he in the mix? No. Uh, Talor. Talor Gooch is in there. Um, <laughs> what is it? and i think that's all the it's charles do it ch3 did you get him yeah yeah i threw i threw charles Howell in there okay um oh my my microphone arm is is here i'll have my son bring it in yeah bring it in um anyway <laughs> it almost made me feel like it almost made me feel like Liv was just trying to pick off the like the players guys so that they could so that they could point at the PGA tour and be like, we got all your crown jewel guys, right? From the last couple of years. 
And uh, I thought, I don't know. It was just interesting to look at these last two boards and look at kind of the randomness as well as all the live guys that are on them. That that Australian flag still flies at TPC Sawgrass. I'm sure uh, the moment the final putt drops uh, here this week, that will be replaced. Mark, uh, we're going to continue this conversation. We'll, I'll segue it to, to live here in a second, but I believe we have uh, the video from Rory's presser earlier, kind of connecting the dots here. Josh, run that if we have that, please. How much of that would you say can be attributed to the emergence of live golf and the acrimonious clash that's playing out in California court right now? A lot of it. Um, look, I, I'm not going to sit here and lie. I mean, I think the emergence of live or the emergence of a competitor to the PGA Tour has benefited everyone that plays elite professional golf. You know, I think, you know, it's, you know, when you've been the the biggest golf league in the biggest market in the world for the last 60 years, you know, there's not a lot of incentive to innovate. And this is, this has caused a ton of innovation, um, at the PGA tour. Uh, and what was quite a, I'd say an antiquated system, um, is being revamped to, to try to, you know, mirror where we're at in the world in the 21st century with, um, you know, the media landscape and just, Every, you know, we're, you know, the PJ Tour isn't just competing with live golf or, or other sports. It's competing with Instagram and TikTok and everything else that's trying to take eyeballs away from the PJ Tour as a product. So, um, yeah, is, is what's, you know, live coming along. It's definitely had a, a massive impact on the game. But I think everyone as a professional golfer is, is going to benefit from it going forward. I don't want to be much of a conspiracy theorist, but that same reporter asked every single person that same question, trying to get that soundbite, trying to mm -hmm. get that like live golf has benefited everybody's soundbite. Mark, I'll throw this over to you. I'm, I have always been in the camp of the only people who lose in the current state of golf are the fans. I think the players are doing great. The live guys are doing good. The sponsors, the tour, the everybody's good. I think the fans are the only losers here. So yeah, I think Rory's, right and has has been right we kind of knew this once again he takes a stand and and speaks up and his voice holds a lot of gravitas and kudos to that reporter who's obviously got something to write for one or other publication and she's looking for her angle and so she got it and she got it from the biggest fish in the fishbowl here on the pga tour um tiger tiger's side obviously and uh, and as far as Rory went, I didn't see the whole press conference, but we had him on the range prior to it. And he looked very light. You know, the practice went pure. Um, he was cracking jokes with, with Shane Larry and company out there and just seemed to be having a good time. And all of a sudden, the little bit that I saw when he got in the press room there, typically you can ask Kyle. He's sort of smiley and, and easygoing and he'll, he'll snap to attention when you ask him something really, really incisive. But it looked to me like there was a bit of an edge to him. And, and the answer that he gave there was accurate. It was contrite. I'm not contrite, pardon me, forthright, I should say, and, and, and impressive. And I and also found it curious, and I'd love your, your take again, because I didn't see all that stuff. We were on the air. Uh, the commissioner was in just before him, or was it after? After. And for, after. And, then, and, and so Rory's saying that sort of stuff, then the commissioner comes afterwards. So it, it is curious. It's curious that this was that came out at the, uh, at the Players' Championship. But it's truth. And once again, he spoke the truth.
Uh, KP, I'll, I'll turn this over to you, but there was also another, uh, it was not in a press conference. It was, it was with Todd Lewis. Uh, I don't know if you saw this clip. I think it was before his presser. Todd Lewis asked him and said, um, is, are the players on the tour, are they unified in, in, in the changes in next year? And Rory for maybe the first time I've ever seen was, was literally speechless. He, he paused for, I don't think I'm exaggerating. 10 full seconds, which is a really long time before crafting his response to that question. Uh, and he said no, right? <laughs> he said, I, I, I don't – he said, yeah, he, he basically alluded to no, they're not. But it, at the end of the day, it comes down to shooting the scores. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is great. Uh, somebody, I think it was Sean Zock, said that should be the new PGA Tour. Instead of these guys are good, it should be shoot the scores. <laughs> Um, yeah, like regarding the live thing with Rory, somebody pointed this out to me on, on Twitter. It was a, it was a follower and I thought it was a really good point. It's like live is great for professional golfers. And like I, people that are like, Oh, you should thank Phil. Like you should send, like send him a Christmas card. It's like, what do you, what, what do you like? What do you want? What do you, what do you want out of that? What are you trying to get at? Um, and I think so, – so this person was pointing out, live is great for professional golfers. It's not great for professional golf, mm. right? And that's what you're sort of saying, Rick, is like, sure, like short-term, more money, top players get more. Congratulations. And Rory doesn't – I, I think in all of this, people are like, oh, well, it's just you know more money. And it's like, what does Rory – does he even notice like the mon the more money that he's getting? Like, what what is that even? I, I just don't know what that even means. And I think that um, it's just like people are like, oh, see, Liv did all this, and it's like, you know what else Liv did? It made it really hard for over the next twenty years for the sport to stay in a position where it's going to continue to improve and have more money funneled in especially as Liv starts to take away some of the potentially some of the sponsorships over the next five or 10 years. So that's also what Liv did. If we want to talk about that, it's just such, it's so short-sighted to say like, Oh, Liv did all this lives like Liv is the reason the PGA tour is thriving. Like for sure. It's the reason the, the players championship winner gets four point, whatever, 6 million this year, 4.4 million. But it's also like, there's some long-term effects that we're not going to see for a while that are not great. Yeah, my, my point, Patrick, and the fans losing is um, we've got our we've got our stars uh, split, and in sport, monopoly is generally pretty good. Probably the only place you want a monopoly. And also, when you <laughs> when you raise these, but like, how do you think they're going to pay for these persons? It's not going to be with less commercials. I'll tell you that for free. So I, I just think the fan, I think the and yes, we're going to get elevated events. We're going to get which have worked out great. We're going to get uh, awesome Netflix docu series about the drama and stuff like that. And we're going to feel like ten percent of the NBA and the drama that that league has. That's going to be cool for fans. But like everybody else wins, fans kind of I think lose out of it. Well, fans also kind of win because we got nine minutes of extra coverage of uh, golf <laughs> shots as well. So we're on the right trajectory there. But I think the one point about Rory's quote is he didn't say professional golfers are winning. He's saying elite professional golfers are winning. Yeah, I but think did, that's a, well, did he mean like the top 20 in the world or did he mean elite as in like PGA Tour 
players because I should ask it, the follow up. I don't know. It could apply to either one, right? Like if like elite professional golf compared to me is just PGA Tour players, but compared to the other tours, it's like just twenty guys. Well, I wouldn't agree. I, I wouldn't agree that it's all PGA Tour players because I do think, in a sense, some of these mid tier guys, and I touched on it on Sunday, they're gonna feel like they got the short end of the stick with this new schedule. Why? Where, How, in okay. what way? So it's top 30 OWGR, top 50 FedEx Cup, yeah. right? For yeah. these eight yeah. designated events. And there's a report out there that these eight events are going to get 700 points compared to the 500 from the regular events. And Did so, that come out today? I, I believe Rex Hoggard tweeted about it. It's not official. but you, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like those numbers. That's not good. So you have this, clo- like this boys club, essentially, where you're playing with less competition, for more points and the OWGR says the bigger field, most times it's, it's tougher to win. So you have to get into these designated events through tougher fields. Technically big fields, 144 people, three weeks stretch. You got to play your butt off. Then you got to play two more in a row. So you're forced to go five weeks straight. If you want to get into these designated events. And I just don't think long-term cutting off the talent pool is a good move into these events because you do give some momentum to live. You throw them a life raft, you give them some potential guys who might feel scorned and you get, and they might jump ship for a league that has struggled to sign people, which they've come out and admitted. Um, Rick, you, and good. My, my one point is this under this new system, does Max Oma ever happen? I don't think he does. I don't think he gets into the 2019 Wells Fargo championship because that would have been a designated event in his lead up to the Genesis Invitational. T18, T42, T7. Is that enough to get into the top three of the FedEx Cup during that stretch to win what was arguably a top five story over the last five years on the PGA Tour? I don't know. And so I think they're kind of cutting themselves off from those potential stories. Mm. That's a that's a it's a great point. Um. I think I disagree with it, it, the Homa point is really good. And and that's, that was a little bit of the uh, Fowler point I was making last week of, of, you know, it, it's actually really, um, I was using Fowler in the same sort of scenario, but pointing out how it's really, it's actually really interesting that he would fall out of some of these events. Although he has the life raft of a sponsor exemption, which I think is garbage. Like don't get, make the tiger exemption, get rid of the sponsor exemption. Don't need that. Um, But I think it's really interesting for guys to like fall out and then have to play their way back in. Now, Go ahead, Rick. So tangibly speaking, so let's put a name to this. So so the guys who are right outside the top 30 of the OWGR and right outside the top 20 of the FedEx Cup points would be your biggest losers. Is that an accurate statement? Because they'd be just on the outside looking in. Uh, Outside the top 50 of the FedEx Cup? 50 FedEx. Oh, 50 FedEx. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Then that those names get a little bit different. So so I originally thought it was going to be Tom Hoagie, but it's actually – like Tyson Alexander. Right. What's Tyson Alexander? What's Harris English? I brought him up on Sunday. I was just Harris English is, let's see. He is currently, um, he jumped up after the big finish last 20, week. 29th in the FedEx cup standings. Damn. Okay. So 51 it, it's, it's Alexander S H Kim, Gary Kigo, Kevin, you Sam Ryder, Wyndham Clark, 
right outside the top 30 of the official world golf rankings. Sepp Straka, Ryan Fox, Tom Hoagie, Chris Kirk, Adam Scott. I mean, yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was different. Kirk I think what's a I, I think what's yeah he is I think what's interesting is you know Rory was talking today about how at the Delaware delegation they had they they were basically closing this off even more and the the tour executives by the way Rory saying tour PGA tour is just kills me every time but forgiveness uh forgiveness yeah God. Um, the the tour executives are like, hey, we can't we can't make this churn so we can't we can't make the percentage of churn so low, which I think to their credit and to the top players' credit, they opened it up more to where I guess I just don't and we talked about this on Sunday, Rick. I don't really see what the James Hans of the world are so angry about. Like, what is what is James Hahn and people like him? What are they so upset about? Um, realistically, I've been critical of James Hahn. James Hahn is a human and we all have flaws. I think James Hahn, um, sees himself getting passed up. And I think James Hahn realizes that, um, he can't compete and now it's going to be even more difficult for him to compete. I think it's, I actually think James Hahn's reaction is somewhat natural, even if I don't agree with it. And I, I understand the business side of it. I think it's a guy who's played professional golf his entire life and he sees himself already getting phased out and he believes the changes are going to expedite him being phased out that that and i think it is human and i think it is natural when you've dedicated your life to something like that and i've been critical of him but i i think he is just human yeah i think it's it's the path to these designated events for him like it's going to be tough you got to play your butt off for three weeks straight if you're outside the top 50 or top 30 like we said and then you got to go five weeks straight if you want to play in both of them. Yeah, but I think to go back to the to go back to the reason for all of this to have the stars playing together in the same events, like this is sort of, I mean, you could argue field size, and I would argue field size needs to be bigger. But this was like, I mean, Monahan gave the stat. It was like uh, in in. Uh, non-majors only 40 percent of the time did the top two top 30 player what was the what was the stat there rick did you see this no i didn't see it it was like top 30 players play against each other 95 percent of the time in majors but only 40 percent of the time in non-majors I, I don't know the exact wording there essentially though it like the the tour is so diluted in terms of having 700 events every year that they had to create a uh, they had to incentivize top players to play the exact same events. And this was the way to do it. Do I think they should open it up and, and have a hundred player fields with a cut? Absolutely. But is this better than the alternative? I, I think it probably is, even though I would argue it's not perfect. Patrick. Here's uh here's the, here's the quote. Um, I'll, just, I'll have to read this whole thing. This is what the fans, this is from Jay Monahan's presser. This is what fans want, and this is what fans have been asking for. Here's a data point, which I love Jay Monahan saying. Here is a data point. I love that. He had uh, so many talking points. It was incredible. <laughs> Consider the last five years on the PGA Tour. What percentage of top 10, top 20, top 30 players in the world compete on average against one another at a major championship? The answer, more than 95%. What about those same top players competing together at the remaining PGA Tour events? 
answer, less than 40%. Let me repeat that, less than 40%, end quote. Man, sounds like a guy who used to work for Fenway Group. Uh, my my thing, boy, he did. Um, my thing is, <laughs> <laughs> shout out LeBron. Um, is this, well, do you think 2024 is better than what we have currently? Like what, what, yes. what was the need for change? You do think it's better. Yeah, I think it'll be, I, the, the only thing I don't like is the, the potential no cut events. I think, I think the rest of it's, I think the rest of it's pretty, pretty much a big win. Why is it better? Um, well, it's going to make, you're going to have these stretches of, of really important golf in the non-elevated events. And then you're going to have the elevated events. That's what we have right now though. Right. Mm, yeah. But you're also you, you. I guess the argument is you can't. You sort of can't necessarily play your way, or we don't know how you get into the events right, right now. It, it's right. it's it's more convoluted right now. That is true. <laughs> I I would argue that that this year, this year's pretty good so far. Now it remains to be seen. The Wells Fargo's, the RBC Heritage is kind of the the travelers. Those those kinds of events, whether they pop as much as the first two months of the season have, but I think you'd, you'd be hard pressed to get a better first couple of months than you've gotten so far this year, especially the, the no cut thing. I think that's kind of a big deal. Oh yeah. I agree. Like I, I don't, that, I don't, I don't like that at all. Them coming out with the stats, you knew they're like, all right, we're going to get peppered on this one. They, oh, they wrote, came out. Yeah. They came wrote out the Arnie wins firing. on their hand. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that, yeah, that's when the, you, that's when you know, it's a big deal. Mark, you're, you're tapped into, I, I always felt like the cuts thing was a, a point of pride out on tour, right? I mean, what, what's the, what's the temperature like for these players not having cuts? I'd be lying if I told you what the players think, because I haven't asked a lot of them about this since this news was released. Um, but just me personally, um, I'm disappointed, desperately disappointed that the cuts been removed. Because mm. remember, everyone that was complaining about this stuff, it's they, they were the same folks complaining about the WGCs. And what we've ostensibly got now is a few WGC events happening again, just with a different name. And they're not as global, they're a PGA Tour thing, and they don't have the other tours involved. So, so from my point of view, I, I would love to see a limited field um, with a cut. Even if you cut just 20 people out of a 70-person field or maybe 40 people out of a 100-person field, and then also to take it further, because the WGCs, what they did, and I was in many a conversation on a driving range because I was teaching full time then with the Stuart Applebee's of the world and these guys that play all over the show, that they like the WGCs perpetuate themselves because of the world ranking points that are guaranteed in there. So if you get in there and you're inside the top 64, you're almost guaranteed for a while. And to play your way in, you've got to do, your, do something borderline miraculous and to play your way out you could be very bad for two years or beyond and so this has happened before um and so that's where i think a lot of the blowback came from but along those lines i would love to see a cut and i would also love to see that in those elevated events that you only give fedex cup points to the top 30 because otherwise you're going to have these things perpetuating themselves because i can go in there play crappy for the week um earn FedEx cut points. Whereas if I go to one of the other events with a cut where there's probably less points on offer, then I miss the cut. Then I'm really seeing red. So, you know, whereas I was critical like you well said of James Hahn, again, the tour have protected some of them, but to a large extent, 
the the, the rich are getting what they they're getting to they're getting their cake and they're getting to eat it because of the fact that everyone wants to see them play together. That's kind of my take, and I've got to be careful because I work for for a network and I work for the tour, but I do I do appreciate the cut and the cut to me is what makes professional golf. And you can go around the world to all the pundits and you say, what's Tiger Woods' best record? I guarantee you, people will say, consecutive cut streak. Yeah. Now, granted, so there, there were a few of those that were no cut events because they were WGCs, but to make all those cuts in a row, that is a superhuman feat. You know what my favorite record of his is, Rick? The sh- gaining strokes to the field record. 92 like yeah 92 straight rounds or something rounds, like that yeah you can't even have one bad round <clears throat> 92 straight rounds he was better than the field average it's impossible that is outrageous. also i apologize because somebody t- i cannot remember who tweeted it and i cannot remember the details but i'm going to say it anyway which is always a good combination for sure uh that tiger woods cut streak extended because Matt Kuchar made the cut as an amateur at some event. And back then it was top 65 or top 70 professionals and ties. So that was, yes, yes. Amateurs didn't count. And that, that one week uh, extended Tiger's cut streak. And then obviously he was able to rock and roll, but like that little nugget, Matt Kuchar's an amateur. That's so good. I love that. I think it was Ferguson. Was that who had it? Yeah. Okay, so I'll try to I'll try to find that. Um, while we do, let's pivot to uh, a little bit more about this week. Players Championship, obviously, absolutely stacked field. Some of these guys need it more than others. Not necessarily the four and a half million dollars, but the idea of having that signature win on the resume. Patrick, we'll start here with you. We've got a uh, we've got a couple of options. We we put together four options, and interested to see what you think. If it's one of these guys or if it's somebody else that kind of needs that signature wins. So we've narrowed it down a little bit to Tony Finau, Xander Shoffley, Victor Hovland, Patrick Cantlay. Is it one of these guys or is it somebody else who who really, really needs this one? You know, I think I think it's kind of Patrick Cantlay. Uh, and, and I know we kind of talked at the jump of he does have the tour championship and a couple back-to-back BMW championships, one of the Zozo. Um, but all those wins were kind of weird like limited field, no cut. We kind of just talked about it. And then you factor in his win with John Rahm withdrawing from the Memorial as well. I swear we were, te- we were in a group chat. I, I did not even remember him winning the tour championship. I like do do not even remember that happening. It was the well, year he stole the player of the year from John Rahm. Yeah. And, and yeah. just like, uh, yeah, I, I remember that now. He had like one and a half wins, but he had credit for four or whatever. Like, yes. I, but like, yes. I just do not even remember. I cannot even picture that moment in my life. Yeah. Stole it from Harris English as well that year. Uh, Easy, year, Patrick. Honest. Easy. Um, but, and like, Victor's young. He's still 24, I think, right? Maybe 25. So I'm not like really too concerned about him, even though he has, hasn't won on continental United States. Uh, but Cantley, he doesn't really have the major resume of Finau or Shoffley. So I think of this bunch, a win would do the most for him. 30 years old is Patrick Cantley, Mark. Um, as, as Patrick puts it, a lot of weird wins. Hasn't had much success at majors. This not technically a major, but would certainly be a big stamp on the resume. It's yeah, it's hard to say. I'm prepared to again. I'm always going to default to the fact that it's really hard to win, and it's hard for us to come and say to Patrick Cantley or any of the, these four guys, like you don't have a signature win just yet. And they'll probably come back to you going, 
do you, dumbass, know how much I've been working on this stuff and been paid <laughs> my rear end off? And sometimes I got pipped at the post or I've gotten COVID at the memorial like John Rahm and it just didn't go my way because that's what golf kind of represents. So now I'll take a breath and get off my podium and say that, you know, if you're really looking at this and you're asking for uh, an idea, I, I can see where you're going with Cantlay, but but I'm sort of inclined to go to, to Finau a little bit. Hovland's young still, Xander's youngish. Um but but I think it's time for Finau, who's been on a bit of a tear, to do now something in a really big event. Um, Cantlay as well. So I would sort of go between Finau and Cantlay, and I'd say, I'd say Finau by a nose. How about uh, honorable mention, Kyle? Tommy Fleetwood. I don't know if he needs one. How about, just, cool? how about just a win, yeah, not a signature cool? win? Just like go grab go grab this win or like uh, – <laughs> I don't know. I guess Terrell Hatton won the won the API. I was just kind of looking a little bit further down the board. Xander uh, Xander has solidified his resume as of late, but he he started his career. Speaking of weird resumes, he had one of the weirdest. Uh, Producer Josh, did you pull this from my article on Monday? Did you pull this this idea for a segment from my article? He said, "Yeah." His, sil- his silence speaks <laughs> volumes. So I wrote about this on on. Monday a little bit. I, I didn't, I don't even know what day it is. I, I said earlier, um, I kind of feel like it's hovling and you know, Cantley's got a playoff win. Fino's got a playoff win. Xander's got a, I mean, all these guys kind of have weird wins. Xander, I thought the travelers last year was big wins. Scottish open. Those got kind of covered up strangely, but by, I guess by live or the open or whatever. Hovland is a, prolific winner if you look at his percentages but he also doesn't i mean what is mayakoba his best win rick twice uh, i guess if you think golf is only played on the pga tour uh well BMW, right? but he's got dubai last year dubai. and two heroes uh but yes probably still mayakoba yeah I don't know. Yeah, I mean, him and Rory went down the stretch in Dubai was pretty cool. But like field strength of field and stuff, I guess Mayakob is technically his best victory. Yeah, Dubai was good. Um, the heroes are. <laughs> hey, hey, those count. Well, I was gonna say the heroes are harder to win than like the, you know, half the PGA Tour events in terms of quality of player that's in the field. Not according to the OWGR, I guess, but. Um, I think it's Hovland. I, I think I think Hovland can really establish himself um, in a way that he, in in sort of the way that Morikawa has throughout his PGA Tour career. If he wins a Players or a U.S. Open or a Masters or something like that over the next two, or three, I'm not saying that I don't think Hovland has to win a big time event to prove to me or anybody that he's a great player. I think he is a great player. I just think his best win is kind of less than the best wins of everybody else on this uh, on this crew or in this in this group. Kyle, I'm, I'm sorry, Rick. I'm glad you said what you did there because I look at this list and then I look at these guys who play golf for a living, and part of them is to you know cement their place in history if you're good enough to, which is difficult. But then also to, like you've heard from the live guys, I've got to provide for my family, right? So it's a job. And some guys win big events. Like I'm related to a guy who won two events on the tour. One of them was the Western Open and the other was the Masters. And the Masters is a signature win. But if you ask Trevor, he'd probably say to you, he's like his career was thin and it wasn't complete because of the fact that he was injured and he had to retire basically early. 
So I look at these guys and I'm like, they've stamped out three, four victories. I don't know who, who's got the most out of the bunch of them. And that's a pretty solid career. And when you start getting to like eight, nine, ten, and beyond, then you really are good. And there's a lot of golfers that have that sort of number, like a Davis Love, for him sex, is north of 20 with one major championship and a player's. So, so I, I'm glad you said that it was a big deal to win because the signature win, I think it just adds decoration to what is a really good resume and a good career anyway. Don't make sense R in what I'm saying? Rick, who out of this group goes down as the best golfer at the end of his career? As they are now, Cantley. I think that's right. I think that's right. I mean, he's got a lot of wins. And like he's, when you just he, like But he's got a lot of bad performances at major championships. I'd go yeah, Xander. But I also think that th this is going to be an era where a lot of guys have underperformed at majors just because there's so many of them and so few that if you go and look at this era, we're going to have like seven guys that should have won more majors. Oh, that's that's the best part about the majors. Yeah, so like it's the, it's the Adam Scott thing, right? It'll, You're like, right. wait, it'll be, like, and he's it'll only be got easy. one major. It'll be easy to say, ah, yeah, but Cantlay played in that era where all those guys had zero or one major. You know what I mean? Like, I think it'll be easier to write off major championship performances. And if you get if you get a bunch of wins like Cantlay has, and a bunch of money and a FedEx Cup and whatever, like, man, I, I think it's him. But it's a good question. This guy, I think. Cantlay is the uh, – this is not going to make sense, but I'll say it anyway. I think Cantlay is the best golfer out of these guys, but I don't know if he's going to be – I don't know if he's going to have the best career or be remembered as the best player. And I agree with that. I, th I think that um, – I don't know. It's. I mean, the answer is probably going to be whoever w uh, of them wins a major because I think they're all going to end with kind of a uh, you know a handful of wins. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe can't can't lay or Xander or, or maybe maybe one of them can get to ten or something like that. But that's a, that's a freaking lot of PGA Tour wins in this era. Uh, I don't know. I, I I might go Hovland. I mean, he he's so. I think. I think his giftedness, his ball striking giftedness is extremely underrated. You can make a case that he's one of the three best ball strikers in the world. When you yeah, say, when you say, when you say remembered, I don't think anybody's going to tell stories about Patrick Cantlay in 20 years. Like that's never going <laughs> to But I do think people are going to be like, wow, I watched Tony Fiedel play. I watched Victor Hovland play. And also Hovland has, has a path to being like, um, like, a, like if he has like a Ryder Cup run, where he mm -hmm. like has like a Tommy Fleetwood or, or like any like a run, like he will. There there are more opportunities for lore for Victor Hovland. Hovland say as if right now, uh, huh? Did we say most remembered as is right now? No, no, no. I'm saying at the end of their career. Oh, I'm Hovland, gonna go with Xander. Hovland wins a lot, like a lot, a lot. Sorry, Mark, I jumped on you. Are we gonna Are we gonna take a bet on this, Kyle? How many, how many wins is Xander going to have? How many wins is, I mean, I have no idea how many wins Xander has right now. <laughs> well, Cant no, no, nobody, nobody knows. Cantlay has yeah. got eight wins. Cantlay's got eight wins and a player of the year. And you'll argue that the player of the year was bogus because Rahm should have won it. But that's what's on the resume. And we started this conversation with who wins, a, who needs a signature win the most. Now you're trying to convince me that's Hovland because he hits the ball great. I mean, Hovland's I also like Eric Cole hits the ball great. Do it, Eric Cole hits the ball fantastic. Not compared to not compared to 
not I mean, we're not comparing them to me. Xander has seven wins plus the Olympics plus the JP McManus Pro Am. <laughs> That's the key right there. Plus he should have got OWG. multiple multiple he, major runs. You think about Carnoustie, you think about the Masters a couple times, bunch the US, of US Open opens. records, disgusting. Plus a shadow leaderboard tour championship win. Yeah. Yeah, I, this is what I'm saying. I have no idea how many wins Xander has. Officially, officially seven, unofficially uh, ten. That's seven. Cantlay's got eight. And a player of the year. Unofficially so seven, seven unofficially and a medal. Ten? Unofficially ten, officially seven. That's what I'm saying. Is like no, <laughs> we, we, we got to have some, like, there needs to be an official current. How many FedEx Cup points does he have? Career? That, that's the, that's what we should go Let's move along. I, I think... Um, What'd you say, Mark? Can we move, said, along? move along? He's done with this. <laughs> no, this is, this, is, this is a fun discussion. This is great. I, I, I would go with – I'll go with Hovland over, over all of these guys. All right, I'll take Xander. And then Mark has Cantlay. So, Rick, I mean, you got the crushers for Liv. Sorry, you got Fino. He's the oldest of the bunch. But all right, fair. Good major championship uh, history. We'll get on a run. All right, uh, we got best bets. We've got one and done. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. Let's make some bets. If you are new, welcome. Uh, this is where we take 100 little nuggets and we take it over Caesars Sportsbook and we allocate them as follows. 50 on a matchup, 30 on any finishing position we want, 10 each on two separate outrights. We will start with the matchups. And Mark, you found yourself a guy who can putt very, very well. What's your matchup, please? <laughs> yeah, I don't necessarily, I don't like to go with uh, a negative number in the parentheses alongside the name, but I looked through all the matchups and this one just sort of stood out to me. And no disrespect to Taylor Moore. Um, he's a nice young player, but uh, second time around here, and he didn't play very well the first time. I think he shot 74 and 80 or something. Um, Denny McCarthy has lived in the area. He lives down in Jupiter right now. And this place asks you to hit the ball well, he does. And it asks you to to, to make your share of four and five foot putts to you know keep pass streaks and stuff alive. So I'm going with McCarthy over Moore, uh, minus 110. Denny over Taylor Moore. Patrick, you are just living at the top of the board. Where'd you go? 
Uh, Kyle gushes about Scotty Scheffler's ball striking uh, about every episode. So he it's finally got good. to me. He finally got to me. Uh, minus 130 over Justin Thomas, a previous champion. But uh, as we've been saying, the iron play hasn't really been to JT's historical norms. Putting can be a bit ugly at time. Around the green is filthy. But uh, I think Scotty will just tee to green him, ball strike him to death uh, over four rounds. Uh, speaking of Patrick Cantlay, that's my selection, minus 120 over Jason Day. I love Jason Day, but I think the pendulum has swung a bit too far in this matchup. Patrick Cantlay's like got the fourth shortest odds in the field and might be the fourth best player in this field. So I'll take him over Jay Day here. KP, you have also, wow, this is rare, John Rahm at even money. Uh, it's absurd. I mean, John Rahm is like in the middle you could argue at the end of a tiger like streak and he's plus money. I mean, I, I know Rory is Rory, but give me John Ron plus money against any human on the planet. Yeah. That's Rom over Rory for KP finishing positions, any position that we want, any golfer that we want, Kyle, I'll bounce this right back to you. You found the longest of the wagers here in this category. Johnny Vegas hitting it great. Finished T3 in 2019 when Rory won. Uh, I think that was the year he made that 900-foot putt on uh, 17. Yeah. And 5-1. to one, uh, I just really like that number. I think he was 180-1 to one to win. I almost threw him in the outright. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, top, top 20, I think, is uh, it's reasonable. Closest without going over. The actual length of that Johnny Vegas putt from 2019, the longest putt ever recorded on number 17 at TPC Sawgrass, essentially the longest putt you can make there. I have the official number. Closest without going over, Kyle, you go first. 91. Patrick. Uh, I think what was cool about that was Eddie Pepperall made a similar one, like right yep. on top of it, um, but 84-9. Mark? One. See, congrats, Mark. You have figured it out. Yes, that is absolute. Mark wins <laughs> the correct answer 69 feet, seven inches for Johnny Vegas uh, on that island green. I'm going with another guy who hits the ball pretty well. His name's Cam Young, uh, plugging the few gaps in his game right now, cleans up the short game, just has to clean up the putter, goes a long way. Top 20 plus 180. Mark, um, I actually, I actually said that Aussie flag is going to come down quickly when the final putt drops. I guess there are a few guys that we could, we could keep it up with. One of them is your guy. Yeah. J day. J day is one of them. Um, Adam Scott played lovely last week and there were a few guys in that, in the top 40 um, list that caught my eye. Ben on a top uh, plus two fifty. Um, Christian Bassano to plus two twenty five and Chris Kirk, although he might be spent, he was plus one twenty, and he's playing beautifully right now. Um, but Adam Scott, is one here before it's a golf course that really suits his eye. He loves it around here. He played great last week. Uh, I think that's a really good number for Scott. And I think he can kind of stumble into the top 40 easily. Adam Scott, first four pages of the leaderboard plus one twenty. Patrick round us out with your finishing position, please. Uh, Victor Hovland top 20 plus 140. I think he gained like 14 strokes through his ball striking at this course last year. Um, Easily, I mean, the water ball on 16 at the API, tough to swallow, but easily could have forced a playoff there with Kiriyama uh, if, if he just doesn't kind of chunk that nine iron there. Uh, but, yeah, just love the number, love the way he's striking the ball. Short game, we'll 
we'll skirt past it. That's why we got the top 20. <laughs> Victor Hovland, top 20. Cam Young, top 20. Johnny Vegas, top 20. Adam Scott, top 40 in the finishing position market. Kyle, you and I are in lockstep, which at this point I'm pretty happy with because you've been doing quite well on the wager. So tell the world who we have chosen for our two outrights. Yeah, Scotty Scheffler, who's going to win. Uh, he's 10 to 1. And then Victor Hovland, who... Played great last week. Uh, figured out the squeeze cut. He said uh, he's back to hitting the squeeze cut. Twenty-eight to one. Uh, play uh, finished T nine here last year, and I, I, I don't. I, I I'm I'm have such mixed feelings about Hovland because I think that I don't really think he's going to win, but I think his ball his his game from T to well his ball striking is good enough that he could be in position to win, if that makes sense. So, uh, and, and the 28 to one number is like, it seems way too high. He, I think he should be like 20 to one. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. Ditto Scotty Scheffler, Victor Hovland for me, Patrick, you went longer 35 to one and 40 to one. Who are they? Yeah. I picked these exact same two guys last week. Uh, okay. so I was I'm, like, I'm I just... thought this looks familiar. Yeah, I'm just going to keep riding them until one of them wins because I think it's coming soon. You touched on Cam Young, short game to look a little little better with the T10 at the API. Uh, and Will Zalator's pair of top 30 finishes here. He's driving the ball like an absolute stallion uh, with a shorter driver in the bag. Uh, so iron play will come around. Boom, winner. Absolute stallion. Mark, round us out with your two outrights for the 2023 The Players' Championship. You're in and you're out when I get to call this event. The conversation amongst all the announcers and a lot of the players is the same thing in that this place will sort of identify the player who's playing the best, not necessarily the best player coming in. And um, I spent 25, 30 minutes with Patrick Cantley on the range at the Genesis Saturday morning, and he is just looking dynamite right now. He believes in what he's doing. Uh, the The form has been great. He had a third place there in uh, Los Angeles and Last week, he had a good final round to finish fourth or fifth or sixth or whatever it was. Um, and and, I, and to me, it's always been sort of a second-shot golf course. And he can move it in both directions. So I, I like Cantlay this week. And Homer um, was less than stellar last week, but he did make a bit of a run in the end, and but for a stumble at the finish. And in terms of folks who are playing the best, you have to recognize Scheffler, obviously. And I like the way Hovland looks, but but Homer is one of the best players right now. And, and in terms of the way he hits it and drives it and, and more importantly, the way he puts it, I would, I think Max Homer is a really good one around here this week. Mark, Sheffler. are you, are you concerned about Cantley's history at Sawgrass? It's not, not good. Really. No, uh, yeah, not really. Um, I've, I've talked to people that have come here off a few miscuts in a row, but if you just find something and you're hitting the ball well and you can navigate your way around here, it, it's okay. It, th this Course history around this place, I've seen guys play great and then miss the cut the following year. It's the craziest thing. It's, it's once you get to understand how to play the course that, that success starts to happen. And we saw that with Rory, saw that with Justin Thomas, and I feel like it's Cantlay's time. Cantlay's last three starts at Sawgrass, miscut, miscut, miscut. I think it doesn't make sense. I don't get it. He should thrive there, and he hasn't. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, maybe this is a year. Yeah, it's also how you're playing coming in. Like I said, guys playing well coming in. You're not the best player. The player is who's playing well. And in seasons past, he hasn't had the best of time on the West Coast. And he never he played had, a, he had, and never he played had five, five top tens and six starts last year coming in. 
Well, forgive me. I'll throw that one out the window then. But but again, I'm, I'm sticking with Candler. The two starts before that were both top 25. So top 25, top 25, miscut, miscut, miscut for Patrick Cantlay in his five trips. That is Scotty Scheffler, Victor Hovland, Scotty Scheffler, Victor Hovland, Will Zalatoris, Cam Young, Patrick Cantlay, Max Homa for the outrights. Now we get one additional bet. It's like Josh gives us like one more crack at it to bet 50 on anything that we want. Kyle, you have carried us throughout this endeavor. So we would like to get your bet first so that people can listen to it and then um, stop listening. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good strategy. Uh, I've got uh, Keegan top 20. Mm. Keegan finished. Uh, I think he's got uh, He finished in the top 10. I think it was last year. I think he finished fifth last year, maybe, or maybe it was a year mm-hmm. before. And he's just playing him and I think him and Jason Day are the two guys that are flying the most under the radar to just like the general golf fan this year. He's playing great golf and plus 190 was a good number. I I think Keegan Bradley is going to finish in the top 20 this week. In the last five editions of this event, there is one golfer, one golfer who has played all 20 rounds available to him. That man, Keegan Bradley, Uh, he's never missed the cut and he never got MDF. Remember when we used to have an MDF? Yep. Oh, those mm-hmm. were bad. Uh, Keegan Bradley, top 20, plus 190 for Kyle. I'll go top 40. Wyndham Clark, plus 160. Hasn't missed a cut since Vegas. Playing well. Ball striking numbers. Didn't blink in Phoenix when he was playing with the big boys. I'll go Wyndham Clark. Patrick. Oh, I love this. Okay. Patrick. <laughs> he's, so, he's so bad there. It's Go- just- <laughs> golly, Patrick. This is, this is our guy. He's in the theme song. Yeah, you know, it's death of the golden boy this week. Might as well pair them both together. Um, <laughs> and so Jordan Speed missed the cut two to one. I, I, I talked about the driving left avoidance. He's 141st in this field since the start of the new year. And that, that snap hook on 18 at the API, that snap hook on 15 in the final round. It, it just crept into my mind when I was looking at these prices. So the history here is really bad, like Kyle said, outside. I think he lost to Keimer in his debut. I think it was that yeah, year. Yeah, 2014. Um, outside of that, it's been dreadful. Uh, dreadful. So Jordan Spieth missed the cut 2-1. to one. Mark, it's a, bold round <laughs> it's a bold move. Round us out with a golfer who got hot on Sunday. Who is it? Yeah, maybe I've got a little hangover from covering him um, Sunday and just putting together a fantastic final round. 66 a uh, week prior he wasn't that sharp but he had new irons in the bag uh, first time he had a, a six iron in the bag for the last two years he told me um and he's got a couple of new hybrids in there because he's aging gracefully but webb simpson this golf course 7300 ish but it plays shorter you don't have to hit it long everyone plays from the same place his iron game's good it looks like he ironed out the woes with a putter so i'm going with a, a former champion around you at plus 160 for a top 40 did you guys see his segment on Golf Channel on Tuesday? Uh-oh. Today. They had, yeah. I, well, again, I have no idea what they Lost it. <laughs> they also, that's, John- that's actually a pro move for people who don't listen to this on Tuesday. Yeah, thank you, Rick. That's what I was going for. He, uh, they had they had John Wood like walking through the 16th hole with him. Like He was playing a practice round with Cam Young and uh, somebody else. And he was, it was the walk and talk thing that, that uh, CBS and NBC have done, but it was during a practice round. And it was actually better because you didn't have the actual event going on. And he was talking through all the pin positions and what he was thinking about and where he was trying to land. I mean, it was phenomenal. Like it was so good and so interesting and something that should be done at every 
big time tournament multiple times a day because there's guys would do that. Like top players would do that during a practice round. Do they want to do it during the tournament? Maybe not as much, but during a practice round, Oh, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. You get some real insight as opposed to just like, uh, Hey, let me just get through this shot. I'm, I'm playing for a lot of money. That's pretty cool. The different yeah. positions, all that fun stuff. Oh, it was great. I love that. All right. That is Wyndham Clark. Top 40 Keegan Bradley, top 20 Webb Simpson, top 40 and Jordan Spieth to miss the cut, the best bets for the Players' Championship. We've just got one more thing to do, and it is the most important one-and-done week of the year. We will unveil the selections, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear word from our partners. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to grow in your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And we're back. One and done. This is, again... Four and a half million dollars to the winner. There is lots of potential outcomes. The, you know, I, I reached out to Nosferatu to see if he could give us the potential outcomes for our one and done. He has not responded to my DM, but safe to say that uh, lots of movement can be made. Starting from the bottom of the board, let's do it, Josh. Let's just unveil it. See ya, Nishan. 1.3 million has gone with Scotty Scheffler. Kyle M, 2 million, has gone with Scotty Scheffler. So the two guys in the basement are ready to make a move. They've opted for one of the three big boys, one of the favorites, to work their way up. They will move in tandem and they will move together. The only two with Scotty Scheffler on the board. Greg. Has a $600,000 lead on Kyle M and is $300,000 behind Patrick. Greg has lone wolfed it with Max Homa. Patrick and Kyle. Uh, I already hate it. <laughs> we'll move together. Patrick at $2.9 million. Kyle at $3.9 million. Patrick, we'll start here with you. Who have you selected for this week? I went with uh, Victor Hovland and Kyle. Look, I mean, best case scenario, you're not in last place after this week, no matter what. So, That's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I, it was, it felt like, 
I mean, I mentioned him on Sunday, but it still felt like a panic pick. I, I just didn't, I didn't know who to pick. It's real. This week is so, so difficult. Yeah. I, I, same boat. No idea. Um, so I didn't want to use one of the top three guys yet. And so I didn't. So I used Hofland. Uh, that is the triple A side of the standings the the major league side of the standings easy um, i thought you're doing bond ratings like okay 2.7 <laughs> million dollar gap between kyle and the fans the fans is 6.6 million the fans all right they band together and they get themselves john rom congratulations fans you are all by yourself with john rom i'm at 7.6 million I'm one point. I'm one million ahead of the fans. I am two million behind Mark. I also am a lone wolf of Xander Shoffley and Mark. At the very tippy top, all by your lonesome, you will enter this week with Patrick Cantlay. Yeah, uh, two good buddies there, top the list in uh, Xander and Cantlay. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, I, I made the case for him. I'm sticking with it. I, I like the way he's playing. He's got a command of a really pretty little cut shot right now with a driver and the long clubs. Um, and he's just making smart decisions. Uh, at Genesis, I asked his caddy, Matt Minister, I'm like, what's going right this week? And I got an answer that I've never really heard from a caddy before. And the, the answer was, he's managing his game well and making smart decisions. And I was like, huh. And so I'm just going to go with a guy who's striking the ball well, always putts pretty solidly, who's managing his game well and making smart decisions around a golf course that asks you to do that. And, and I'll just put a bow on it by saying that the one key to playing this place is being comfortable, you know, hitting the uncomfortable shot. Because to get good angles, you have to challenge penalty areas, down holes and stuff like that. And if you do that, you'll make the next shot easier. You can always bail out. There's always kind of a bail outside. Like 18, you can hang it to the right, but then you've got a tough second. If you take on the tee shot, it's easy. Uh, and when with Cantlay, he's kind of got that ice sort of icy sort of way about him, and he's got control of the golf ball right now. So I feel like he turns the tide and plays well. Mark with Patrick Cantlay, Rick with Xander Shoffley, the fans with John Rom, Kyle and Patrick with Victor Hovland, Greg with Max Homa, Kyle M and Sia with Scotty Scheffler. Those are the official selections for the players championship any thoughts on those gentlemen before we move along to one final? i mean if if Cantlay wins and like say hovland and rom miss the cut then this thing's kind of over thank god there's not a cut in this you know <laughs> there's no cut this yes. is this, this is the this is an elevated event exactly no, we'd be we no kyle we're toast if that scenario plays out I, I the Cantley thing is so interesting to me because I I'm with Mark in that like Cantley should kill here like he he sh he's he's got every shot he's good at course management and he just I, I don't I just don't like I can't wrap my mind around why he hasn't played well at TPC Sawgrass and he eats up Pete Dye designs yeah throughout his career you think River Highlands Harbor Town he won at or a stadium co course at PJ West he's had a good round there but it's, it's the same thing at major championships right it's like oh Patrick Cantlay should throw like it should he should be better when it gets harder and he just hasn't been I, I I don't I don't know I don't know what to make of it well how many more elevated events are there apart from the majors after this you got RBC Heritage um, there's five including the playoffs Wells Memor Travelers. Memorial Travelers, Wells Fargo, the playoff events. So at least 
What's seven. That, six, seven. Yeah. yeah. Probably missing one. I mean, of those where I would have used Cantley, the only other one was likely, well, between Travelers and, and, and uh, the Memorial, because he plays both those golf courses as well. Um, but again, this is just a dance around, you know, trying to pick guys who are playing well at the time when the big money events are around. That's all this league is now. Yeah. So match play, uh, this league. Masters, RBC Heritage, Wells Fargo, PGA Championship, Memorial, U.S. Open, Travelers, Open Championship. And the playoffs. Two playoff events. 11. Yeah. No, JT skipping the match play. Sorry. Is he? Yeah. I didn't see that. Wow. Dude, the fact that. Oh, man. Let the live guys in the match play. We don't have enough time for this. No match play on the schedule. Two thumbs down from me. Stinky. Not good. Did you see Joseph Lamagna's idea? No. Make uh, the Tour Championship uh, just like the top eight or the top 16 in match play and play at match play? I. They used to have over on the world on the European tour at the end of the season they'd have what they called uh, um, the world match play and it was thirty six yeah. all matches eight people and it's you awesome. had finals Seve Ballesteros versus Greg Norman it was that sort of stuff every Tiger year played in it I think a couple times I, uh-huh. I can't get behind that so I I want a match play major but I don't I can't get behind the tour championship being match play because your entire season is stroke play I don't like deciding the champion of your tour in a different format. I, I think I've compared it to saying when you get to the NBA finals, you go to three on three. Like I just, I don't like that, but I do. I yeah. want to match. I want a big match play event, but I do not like the idea of that being the championship of your tour. Well then make, I think this was his idea also, but make more the event, make four of the elevated events match play. Great. All for it. I think yeah. I think I should I think there should be a, a match play major 128 golfers. Boom, boom, boom. It'll take it'll take seven full but, days, but oh it but would just, be awesome. But but just while you're on this track, remember when the match play used to be lose and go home? And yeah. all of the stars bitched because they were in there for a practice round and then they left when they got knocked out in round one. And then it became a pull thing to guarantee them four rounds it was worth their while. No, the, the stars aren't going to go for that. They don't want to travel to Austin for two days. This what is, if no. we give them $30 million in the purse, Mark, and we call it a major? Will they go for that? Probably, yeah. All right. They go a couple in. rounds of qualifying, maybe, you know. <laughs> the loser's bracket, too, for FedEx Cup seating money. There, yeah, there's okay. ways around Just give me, like, give me a full month. A ma- May can be match play month. Match play May. And we can just, like, the whole month. Yes. Right after March Madness, too, in April. Yeah, or do it in March. Yeah, yeah, or do just, it in March. Just brackets on brackets on brackets on brackets. <laughs> just do two. Just do two Ryder okay. Cups a year, and you can get your match play in that way. Yeah. Uh, real quick, last thing. We've got the tee times. Uh, you have to pick. You have to pick your favorite tee time. These are the notables for round one. I'll recap them for those just listening. The early wave. Here are some uh, marquee matchups: Tony Finau, Tom Kim, Patrick Cantlay. That's seven thirty-four a.m. Seven forty-five. Colin Morikawa, Adam Scott, Ricky Fowler. Seven fifty-six. John Rum, Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy. Then the afternoon: Fitzy, Victor, and Shane Lowry. Kurt Kitayama gets himself in a featured group with Will Zalatoris and Xander Shoffley. We round it out late on Thursday afternoon with Max Homa, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth. Mark, you can only choose one, one and only one. Which one you watch it? You guys should know with me. It's my morning group on Thursday morning. Uh, the top three guys in the world, Ram, 
Scheffler and McElroy. And I know the live guys listening to that will disagree with who the top three guys in the world are. But yeah, oh, I've the got, live guys can pound sand. Get the uh, hell out of here. I've got the, go give me the 756. I will be a bright eyed, bushy tailed on the call for ESPN Plus. I'm get, the, the live boys that are in my mentions can just go pound all the sand in the world. Like, <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking about. You have no idea how any of this works. You have no idea how good John Rahm and Rory McElroy are. You, you, don't, you didn't even know who Cam Smith was two years ago. Just get, get a, Just go away. Get out of here. I thought you were going to say, get a job. <laughs> get a job. That too. Go play in traffic. I, no, no, I'm not taking it that far. This just hit me. Expression. Are we not getting every shot live this year? Yes, you are. We are? Yeah. Oh, okay. Every hole? Every, I every can pick shot. what hole every I want? Everybody. Yeah. I would pay any amount of money. If they offered that to me every single – whatever they need, I'll fund the whole thing. I, I need every shot live every single week. Rick Ren Good must be doing well then because it costs a lot of money to put that Yeah, I could on. probably only afford about uh, 12 minutes of coverage if I'm funding it. But it, 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 I, just, I just need it. I just need it. Patrick, pick a group and you no longer have access to the Rom Scheffler, Rory group. Uh, it's the la- it's the last one. What if you said in 2017 Max Homo was the best player among him, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth? Mm. By the way, that I'm on one. that. I'm I'm calling that one in the afternoons to come join us for that one too. And Mark's calling it, so yeah. it's a home run. Mark, Mark, and the coach, right? Oh goodness, yeah, we go. yeah. might be <laughs> might be on think, mute at some time. If you think Mark <laughs> and Kyle <laughs> is fun to listen to, wait till Mark and Coach get in the same room together. <laughs> Say a prayer for me, please. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Pick a group and uh, Rom, Scheffler, McElroy, Homa, JT, Spieth are out. Uh, I'll go with um, – I'll go with, with Fitzy, Havlin, and, and – uh, no, I'll leave that for you, yeah, Rick. You. <laughs> I'll go, I'll go Morikawa. Adam Scott, Ricky Fowler, some some just tremendous golf, very aesthetically pleasing golf swings in that group. Uh, they're thank you. You're good. You're a good friend. I'll take Fitzy, Hovland, Lowry. Real quick, real quick. We're getting out of here. Uh, Josh, hit this comment, Patrick. Why are you trying to not use the top three? This is the largest purse of the season outside the Tour Championship. Honestly, curious. That's a question for Ben. It's a good We're in question. the back. We're in the back stretch right now. It's all about positioning. For the home stretch. This, this um, sounds like somebody who has no idea what they're doing would say. Just wait, just you know. I don't want to be on on the inside rail when the horses come around the home stretch. That's all. And so I'm gonna have Rom and Scheffler, and these guys are gonna be Davis, Riley, what, or someone else down the stretch, nope. and I'm gonna no. just sprint by them, a la Barbaro, a la Seabiscuit, and straight would, to the straight to the roses. No, nope, nobody's taking Davis Riley. <laughs> How about this one? Top, click the Tommy Gavin comment. I like match play, but there shouldn't be a match play major. Let me introduce you to the PGA Championship. Have you heard of it before? Because there should be. When did 19, that stop, Mark? 50, 1958. What did you say? Like I was there? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was your your decision. Yeah. Mark, you're uh, on the call, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was back there in the day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's Kyle's. Kyle knows that stuff. Oh, that's gonna that's gonna be a nightmare to get into our uh we're building a, a stats website. The match play stuff is gonna be a nightmare to get in. Buddy, yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
welcome. Also, try like the Zurich. Try like Ryder Cups and President's <laughs> Cups. Try uh, like na- every no. tournament's name changing every year. Try when, here's the best one, when they play Quail Hollow for the PGA Championship and they change the par, Kyle, you're going to have a blast, bud. Let me know. I'll, I'll uh, let you know if things look out for you. Thankfully, I'm not in charge of the data. I'm just in charge of the... I don't know what I'm in charge of, but I'm not in charge of the data. How about this? When they randomly changed Cameron Davis's name to Cam Davis in the middle of the season. Now he goes by just Cam. Well, right now we're dealing with some name changes from like the 1930, like the, the masters in the 1930s. And you Google some of these people and you can't even find either one of them on, on the internet. And you're like, well, I, I don't know what to do here. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's right. <laughs> Finally, someone can feel can feel my angst. This is amazing. Yeah. I, we're 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 yeah, brothers in arms there. Oh, absolutely amazing. All right, anything else before we get out of here? For obviously, obviously, round by round recaps for the Players Championship uh, this week. Anything else before we uh, get out? Uh, Paul in the chat saying Barbaro shattered his leg, so I'm gonna retract <laughs> retract big, that horse. <laughs> big if big if true. <laughs> we're going with Sea Biscuit. American Pharaoh, Smarty Jones. How do he? They, he did all right, right? Uh, I think so. All right, Patrick McDonald uh, and his great horse racing analogies are available on Twitter at Amateur Status. Mark Immelman, who will be on the call bright and early, uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed is is what he told us. He promised us that at Mark underscore Immelman, Kyle Porter at Kyle That's Porter CBS. That's right. Uh, big thanks to producer uh, Josh doing all the hard work behind the scenes. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24 7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.